Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get you off of the sidelines and back into life as your best self. Today, I want to share a quote with you I found by Rutyard Kipling that I just came across, and it says, Beware of overconcern for money or position or glory. Someday you will meet a man who cares for none of these things. Then you will know how poor you are. Again, root your Kipling. Beware of overconcern for money or position or glory. Someday you will meet a man who cares for none of these things. Then you will know how poor you are. Friends, the greatest wealth that I believe that we can find and maintain and harness and treasure in this life, one of them is the ability to be at peace. And that constant state of, well, that desired state of well-being, tranquility, and having goodwill to others. And something that we have to avoid at all costs and that I see so often, and perhaps you've come across this, somebody gets upset or they get offended or they get hurt. So then they decide to either stonewall or they decide to put up blockades and make this person's life more difficult. And there's few things more destructive than this in family and relationships, particularly in the workplace, right? We get our feelings hurt or we get mad, so we're gonna set up a tripping block. We're gonna set up something for this person to make their life more difficult, or we're gonna not do something, or maybe do something that's going to cause them difficulty, that's gonna cause them a problem that's gonna make their life more difficult because you know it's kind of the revenge mentality of getting even and there is no even you know it doesn't it doesn't settle the score friends you know if someone offends you someone honks at you and you want to tell them that they're number one riding down the road it doesn't settle the score and it never makes it better because when you bring yourself down to that level you're stuck down there as well and you brought yourself down and that's what we do when we engage with people who want to steal our peace And when we engage with people who are willing to get even, and that's their mentality. And we have to really watch ourselves with this because it's so easy to get offended. It's so easy to get mad. It's so easy to get our feelings hurt. It's what we do when that happens. And as we practice that, we start to have better control over our emotional response and we start to have better self-control. And that's one of those desired mastery principles to be able to be at peace in practically any given situation and to be able to control our emotions, to control our thoughts, to control our words, and thus control our actions. And that, friends, is wealth beyond any monetary value and certainly beyond anything that we can purchase in this life. And we can have that. We can have a greater degree of that if we truly want it. It's hard, it's a challenge, and it's a pathway to get there, but it is doable. But friends, if you've ever been the victim of someone stonewalling you, meaning that uh, they're not going to talk, 
and they're not gonna tell you what's wrong. They're just gonna be mad at you and hold it against you and make your life as difficult as they can. You know what misery this can cause. But you have to be careful if someone decides to stonewall you that you don't go try to beat down the door because you're not going to get in. That's not the way to get in. And sometimes the best way to do is to ignore the person who wants to act like a two-year-old and have a temper tantrum. Because if you've ever tried to engage in reason with a two-year-old having a temper tantrum, you realize that it's impossible, implausible, and completely a reckless idea, and you might get hurt. (laughs) It's just simply not going to work. And, you know, the irony of life, perhaps, I was, I was, you know, my wife and I were, were fairly similar in high school, had a lot of good experiences, good friends, but we were excited to get into the real world because we were kind of tired of the drama, what we perceived to be some of the fakeness and phoniness and the hype, you know. Um, it just felt like there was greater sincerity out in the world and we could achieve that by getting past our high school experience. And we looked forward to getting out into the world where where people weren't wrapped up in that, you know, ego and wrapped up in the and whatever it is, the clickiness and all of these little things, you know. And and so what happened is really quite funny and ironic. And I laugh about it because it's so ironic. It's like, you know, have you seen those scary movies where like people, um, they, they, they think they're in a dream and then they wake up and then they're actually, it's, it's actually reality, but they dreamed and they finally, they wake up and they think, oh my gosh, I'm out of this horrible dream I was in. And then they realize that their reality is maybe the same as the dream or worse. So, you know, we were excited to get out of high school and, you know, a few years into the game of life, we find out that, oh my gosh, the trick of life perhaps is that the world is like one big giant high school. After you get out of high school, you just go into the bigger high school where the drama continues, but on a larger scale. And the backbiting continues, but on a larger scale. And, you know, some of us just, it seems like we don't want to grow up and and we want to stick in that mentality and that uh, misery of getting mad and getting even and settling the score. So friends, don't engage with someone who's having a temper tantrum and and stonewalling is a form of a temper tantrum. It's I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to shut off. You're just going to have to guess what's wrong with me because I'm not going to tell you because I'm mad. It's a childish behavior that perhaps you engage in, perhaps I've engaged in. Hopefully we're all trying not to. But what we have to make sure that we do is not try and make someone else's life harder because they've hurt us or they've wronged us or they've stepped on our toes. Because friends, it just creates this perpetual stumbling block to progress and to relationship and to growth. And it's debilitating. And it adds to the stress and to the misery of your fellow human soul who is going through this thorny road of life. And we don't know what another person is going through and, and it just changes from every day. You know, I liken life to kind of a wave. And I tell people that, you know, I'm riding the wave. And sometimes the waves are fun. You know, you're out on your boogie board and you're enjoying the waves and it's great. And it's a beautiful day. Other days you get stuck out in a, in a, in a rainstorm in the lake and you're scared and it's like white capping and you think, am I going to get out of here alive? And 
Then there's some days that are just tsunamis out of nowhere that seem to shake your world, wash you up on shore. And we're all in this wave of life. And it's kind of dependent on a lot of things that happen around us. But friends, we can't control the tsunami that's approaching us, but we can do things to stay out of its path. And there are warnings in life, right? There are warnings that we may be having a seismic wave coming our way. If you're in a destructive relationship and, and you're not doing anything to make it better and it's not getting any better and you think, man, if I just stick with this, you know, um, if, if you're stuck in a toxic workplace and you just think it's going to magically get better and so you just hold out until it does, if you are engaged in habits that are self-destructive and you find yourself gaining weight or, or getting more and more despondent with life or depressed, you can't just wait for these things to get better, right? The wave is coming and, and the more or less you do about it, the more you're in the path of this seismic wave coming your way. So we have to do some of those things to get out of the tsunamis that may come because they will come. The big waves of life will come and they'll try and tip you over. They'll try and rock your boat. And as your boat gets rocked and tossed, you have to make sure that you're not out cannons ablazing, shooting other boats and putting holes in other people's boats. Because friends, we're all out on this wave of life trying to float the best we can, trying to get our family and our flocks and those that we love to safety and to have a good experience on board. And it's hard. It's a challenge. But your life is like a ship. It really is. It is like a ship. And, and, and the beauty of it is that you get to decide what type of ship it's going to be. You get to decide if it's going to be in ship shape or if it's going to be in a different kind of shape that almost sounds like that. You get to determine what your ship is like and, and, and you get to determine who's on it. And, you know, there's, there's two ways we go throughout life. I was thinking about this today. You know, we can be puppets or we can be curators. And when we're puppets, we are directed and objected by others who hold the strings. And, you know, Pinocchio didn't want to be a puppet. He wanted to be a real boy. And, and hopefully we don't want to be puppets either because eventually we're going to get tired of these strings that hold us down and that manipulate us and cause us to do things that we don't want to do. And yet many of us are allowing others and allowing situations and people and things to control the strings in our life. And we become puppets subjected to our masters who pull the strings. And how do we do this? By letting people get under our skin, by letting things bother us, and by letting circumstances beyond our control have control over us. And we all do this. We all do this. You know, but I saw a little kind of Facebook meme and it kind of helped demonstrate the I the silliness of this, right? It, it's, it had this giant picture, you know, the one of the Hubble type uh, pictures of the greater expanse of the universe. And then it had this tiny, 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 tiny pinprick dot of Earth. And it said, here's the universe. And it's like, it said something to the effect of, here's you worrying about work in the shower in the morning. <laughs> it was just so funny, you know, because sometimes we forget, friends, we forget that there's this expansive history and future and universe and our little problems, these little pins 
we just let them overtake our world and we let them overtake our universe and we let them overtake our progress and our peace. And it is so destructive and it is so disparaging and it is so not a way that you want to live. And what so many of us don't understand is that we have the power. We have the power, friends, to cut the strings. We have the power, friends, to take the strings and move how we want to. We have so much power. The simple power to be able to choose this principle of being able to make these decisions. And yet we put ourselves in these traps. And as my mother-in-law calls it, we mind screw. <laughs> we stew in our mind over and over all the reasons why it won't work or all the reasons why we're not good enough or all the reasons why we are undeserving. And so many of us spend more time in our life in misery than is ever needed. And then anyone who loves us would ever want us to. By worrying about maybe what others think, by worrying too much about what others feel, right? If, if we have someone who's deciding to have a temper tantrum in life, we can't control that. We can't change that. And, and we can't, you know, you can't go in and just say to the two-year-old, stop this temper tantrum now, because when they're engaged in this, you know, you some things in life, you just have to wait out and hope for the best. And yet we try and change others. We try and we get so frustrated by what they do or what they say or how we feel slighted and we let it get under our skin. The danger, friends, of letting anything get under your skin is that it can infect you deeper. It can get into tissue and bone and heaven forbid it can get into your heart and then into your soul. And that's where it's hard to get out. That's where the real damage lies. So don't let it get in your skin. If it gets on your skin, wash it off and disinfect it and clean it and run away. Because it's so destructive, this mindset of worrying about what others think and, and then stewing over how they've hurt us. And then if we take it that step further, we go to, well, how am I going to get even? And friends, when you see yourself and feel yourself going into that territory to any degree, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it right then and there because it just leads a path to greater misery for both. You know, some of the people that I've, I've known in life, my grandmother, for one who's 95 years old, others of that generation, part of the beauty of their peace and, and really the pathway to this peace that they have is by just not letting things bug them. And, and uh, you know, they've said this to me before. They said, well, don't just don't let it bug you. And I think, bug me, but it was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. They should, they should have to pay, you know. No, don't let it bug you. Don't let it bother you. And, and, you know, there's obviously things where we have to stand up. I'm not talking like peace at any price. I'm not talking, you know, we just let people walk all over us. But so many today are so caught up in, in these little things. And when we're caught up in all the little things, when we're worrying about so many little things, we can miss out on the big thing before us. And friends, the big thing before us is this one chance that we get on this roller coaster, this magnificent ride of earth, this one chance we get to make a difference around us, this one chance we get to leave our legacy, whatever it may be. And so I want you to consider this week and myself and all of us to consider this week how we can stop maybe being puppets in the way that we are 
to one degree or another in our life and begin becoming curators in our life. Now, what a curator does, like in a museum, is they keep objects and they also determine what objects should be let in the museum and when maybe they've gotten old and people aren't interested in them anymore and they can bring in new exhibits and new things. And the curator picks and chooses and takes these things in and takes care of them. And this is a curator. And friends, we need to think of our life as us being the curators of our life. What do we want to bring in? And what's getting old? What's getting musty? And what are we not interested anymore? And let's get those things out of our exhibit halls, of our minds and our hearts. Because they take space of things that we can pick in, of things of beauty and things that we desire, and things that we want, and things that make us more likely to get on the path and ultimate destination to our best selves. And, you know, so many of us think, well, we want to invest in others and change them and and try and change them, and that's how we'll help them. But really, it's interesting, and I'm the older I get, the more I'm convinced of this, the more we change ourselves, and the more we help ourselves, And the more we embedder and empower and strengthen and educate ourselves, this is sometimes and oftentimes the very best thing that we can do for those that we love. Because when we become our better selves and our best selves, imagine what we're doing for those people that we love and that we live with. Rather than trying to control and change them, when we change ourselves, And that's the way we change those we love. It really is. It's the way we change our wives. It's the way we change our kids. Because we can't force anyone to change. You can lead the horse to water, right? But you're you're not going to make anyone just suddenly want to change their life. You can't force that. But what you can do is you can change yourself to a point where they see that it's authentic. And where they see the change in you and they see the peace in you and they see something in you that they want to have. And hopefully that, friends, hopefully that is peace. Hopefully that is tranquility. Hopefully that is being free from the strings of puppeteers who want to control your emotions and your desires and your feelings. And hopefully they see this peace that you have, the peace within you that's been said, and then they want to have that. And by them wanting to have that, they start to model some of your actions and thus you teach them by your example. And and that is the true way that we teach for change, friends, by our examples. When we practice what we preach, to use the old term often oversaid, when we practice what we preach, when we actually become the example of what we want to model authentically, that's how we teach others. That's how we change others. That's how we change the world around us. And friends, whatever you're chasing in life, whatever you're going after, there's just few things better than having peace of mind. There's few things better than having tranquility. And there's very, very few things, if anything, better than having love in your heart. And by not holding a grudge, by not being upset, by not being easily irritated, And friends, I believe that we can have a greater chance of achieving this by becoming curators of our lives. So let's start that. 
Let's take a walk through our exhibit hall of our minds, the exhibit hall of our body, the exhibit hall of our soul and our relationships and our desires and our dreams. And let's take a walk through those and determine what isn't helping us anymore. There may be things that we just don't even like that we're holding on to. Oftentimes these are emotions, these are regrets, these are fears that we're holding on to still that we need to curate, we need to pick and choose from our life and we need to remove so that we can replace that with something beautiful. We can replace those silly fears, petty arguments, and woeful regrets with things that denote and create peace and beauty and tranquility and that allow us the opportunity to get on that path. Because friends, there's a lot of things cluttering up our museum, our exhibit halls, that are not allowing us to have a pathway to even hardly walk through these things. So think about how, starting today and this week, you can become a curator of your life rather than a puppet. Because what would you rather be? A puppet on the strings being blown by every whim of what someone wants you to do or think or feel. A puppet that is constantly beholden to what others do or say, whose emotions constantly depend on how others perform or act or react. Or do you want to be the curator who decides what gets put in the museum, that decides what gets put in your heart? And in your life, and in your your mind, and in your soul, what sounds better to you? What sounds better to me? I want to be a curator. And I hope you want to be too, so will you join me on this journey as we start to take a walk through our exhibit halls and determine what we're going to remove and what we're going to keep. It's an exciting process when you finally start this in life. It truly is. And as you start to remove some of these things, you start to realize the true power that you have as an individual, the control that you have over your thoughts, over your mind, and the person eventually you can become who is the person with the hurricane around them, and yet they're safe in the eye of the storm, in their faith, in their fierce trust, in their authentic self, in the eye of the storm, and yet others are panicking and things are blowing around, and yet there they are in peace. And that's what we can become by becoming the curators of our life. And in a world seemingly out of control at times, people ever angrier, ever upset, little on the edge of instability perhaps, society seems, wouldn't you like to be that person in the eye of the storm, calm, cool, collected, and picking what you're going to allow into your home and into your life, not what the world's going to throw in it. Let's start that today, friends, and I wish you the very best on your journey of becoming curators, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week and seeing how it went. Listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.